Well, hello there. That's Obi Wan. That's my Obi Wan impression. It's probably terrible. No, oh, well. Uh, <laughs> welcome, scoundrels. This is episode six of Cloud City Casino. I think this one can be Return of the Big Guy. Gonna have Eddie back with us today, and uh, we're gonna be discussing a little bit of X Wing and uh, kind of get us into some Battlefront. But uh, first, I want to thank you for visiting our fabulous podcast, Among the Clouds. We're the official gaming and collecting podcast of the Second Airborne Division at StarWarsReport.com. And I'm your administrator and host, Michael Morse. And with me, of course, Eddie Deese. Welcome back, Eddie. You've uh, been gone a little while. I have indeed. And you weren't just slacking off. I mean, you were that, but you also attended regionals. Yeah, the uh, X-Wing Regionals in Atlanta here at uh, FCB Comics and Games in uh, Alpharetta, Georgia. Yep, and you went undefeated and completely destroyed all of your opponents. That's not how that went at all, actually. Oh, oh, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's, that's all right. So how did you do? Uh, I finished middle of the pack. Uh, there were 94 players that signed up for the uh, tournament. Uh, I, my final position was 56th overall. That's not uh, too bad, man. Finished 3-3. Three and three. Uh, Was 3-2 and two going into my last game. Uh, a little bit of fatigue after a 13-hour day. Kind of played a little bit of a role in that. And my opponent took advantage and soundly defeated me at that point. I heard that you had a, a little PTSD from some A-Wing action. Yeah, the <laughs> the A-Wings were not uh, a great experience for me. I've I've seen them played before. The The guy who plays them, uh, I've watched him play them. I, I've actually helped him uh, play them a little bit. But, uh, yeah, he he got off some good shots, and, and I got off some... Shots that were not quite good enough, <laughs> and and he wound up uh, taking that game pretty handily. All right. Well, they were broadcasting on the Twitch, and so he comes up and he's like, he's super excited. He's like, "Oh my god!" He's like, "I just saw like the greatest uh, example of nerd rage ever." And I thought, "Oh my god!" He's talking about Eddie. He's talking about Eddie. And he goes, "So I was playing this guy named Eddie," and I'm like. Yep, I knew it. It's Eddie. And he's like, and so his bomber uh, takes a shot at my A-Wing. And so I'm like, okay, so there goes my shields. And he just goes, the thing still has shields? <laughs> and said, like, you slammed the table and scared the guy behind you. Yeah, it. Uh, <laughs> the exact line was, why does it still have shields? <laughs> I was I was convinced that I was shooting at a shieldless A-Wing and that the two damage I had just done had uh, killed the thing, which would have uh, evened up the point score at that point a little bit better. Uh, he, had, he had he had taken out 44 of my points, and, and at that point I had only dropped 20 of his, and that A-Wing would have been another 20. So the rest of the game would have been a... Uh, a little more competitive if I had uh, managed to take him out there. 
Yeah. Well, it made for a great story. And like I said, I was laughing my butt off sitting here at home watching it on Twitch. Yeah, everybody uh, everybody had a had a real good time with it. <laughs> so, awesome. Well, the good news is, though, uh, you did get one of those sweet Boba Fett cards. That I did. So, yeah, yeah it's uh, they what they do is instead of giving away any sort of like unique um, chips or, or anything that you can't get elsewhere, they just take and do alternate art cards of uh, things that are already out. So a lot of people have their their fire spray Boba Fett cards, but um, it like for instance, Ed now can play his new alternate art card, and it looks really cool. So I'm pretty jealous. I'll probably have to buy one off eBay. That's going to be expensive. <sighs> yeah, let's just not talk about that. So anyhow, um, let's go ahead and, and get into what some of the things that we wanted to talk about. Um, and one thing that we had mentioned doing is kind of giving some of our own tips for new players. So what what do you got for them, Ed? So tips for new players. Uh, the first thing you're going to want to do is put your ships down on the table and learn how they move. Uh, each ship comes with a movement dial that uh, you use to select your movement for that turn. The uh, a very important part of the game is positioning your ships. Yep, properly. I know that because that is the part that I am the worst at. So the best thing you can do there is is just get the ships on the table, um, sit down, practice with them, figure out where each of your ships different maneuvers will take it. Um, <clears throat> and with that, I would say one thing that I've kind of learned is you don't have to rush in. You know, I was like, well, this ship can go five, so I'm going to go five. And sometimes it's good just to do a one maneuver. Yeah, going going all out can definitely be advantageous, but there is a lot to be said for, for slow rolling and uh, taking your time and picking your positions and your shots uh, selectively making sure that you're where you need to be. Especially if you're uh, stacking up focuses on a uh, Hawk 290, which is what I say to do. Yeah, you, you definitely don't need to be trying <laughs> to go fast in a <laughs> in a Hawk 290. So, which is, uh, it's kind of the mascot of our little group around here. Yeah, we, uh, we had some guys work on uh, some graphic design stuff to get some stickers and t-shirts put together for regionals here and i'm sure there's going to be pictures up somewhere where you can yeah we'll, you we'll, can find that we'll throw that up on the the facebook and the, the twitter i'm trying to trying to talk christine into uh into handling those things and she's better at it since so she does it for her job i mean it's more work for her but i mean you know it's better product for us i think so and also less work for you. Yeah, that's why well, I didn't want to say that because it makes me sound lazy. But yeah, basically. Yeah. Sorry, derailed you there. I was just looking at that fancy shirt that you have and I don't. And looks really sweet. So anyhow, so yeah. This, this yeah. isn't the only one I got either. What? Yeah, I picked up two. Two different shirts. Yeah. One of those could have been for me. Nah. That's probably. The, the, the they're both 3X. You you It would be a tent on you. It's okay. It'd be a sweet looking tent. But uh yeah, I've got <laughs> I'm currently wearing the the red with the white and yellow logo and the other one is the uh navy blue with the white and red logo. That's kind of weird. I'd have to have the red cuz it just it 
it's based off of the uh, Atlanta Hawks basketball team logo. So that's right, why I wouldn't but, get the navy. But the current the current Hawks team colors are are the the navy blue and red and white. That seems strange to me, but I don't I don't watch them very much. Yeah, it changed probably half a dozen years ago. Okay. Well, anyhow, so we should probably talk about X-Wing and not basketball since I know a little bit more about one than the other. Okay. <laughs> so definitely uh, flight movement, really important for people. Uh, do you have ins- any suggestions on, on where to get started in the game? Well, the best place to get started is uh, picking up a core set. That's uh, where you're going to find your your core rule book, uh, all the cardboard maneuver templates, the range ruler. Um, all the different tokens that you're going to need, uh, the damage deck, and you'll find in there um, three ships, one X-Wing, and two TIE Fighters. So that's that's definitely the best place to start. Okay. Um, so I kind of had uh, a thought on, on that the other day, which is at this point, if you're wanting to jump in and, and play competitively, um, at this point, I don't know that it would maybe be the most advantageous to to start out with a core set. Now, I know that that's where a lot of the the starter items are that you need. But if you are going to be able to play in uh, in a, a tournament setting, you very likely could get a lot of those things from people who have already bought multiple core sets. Potentially, uh, some players could be persuaded into parting with some of that stuff for for a lower price but um me personally i just like always having my own stuff right so right yeah i mean and i understand i mean there's definitely you know there's uh pros and cons to both i'm just kind of saying for you know for new players they may want to kind of think about that and you well, know as a as a different option as as a new player your best bet would be to sit down with somebody who already has all the stuff right. that can let you borrow their stuff and teach you the game as you go. Right, right. Because if you sit down to the game and decide that it's not for you, then you really don't need to be spending the money into it anyway. But but once you decide that it's, it's a game you want to play and you want to see if you can become a, a competitive level player with it and, and compete at larger scale events like – regionals or nationals or worlds um yeah that's that's when the purchases start start to roll in right right and uh, you know it's just it's one of those things because i know i've heard from some people they're like well i only play imperial or i only play rebel uh i don't think anyone's just playing scum at at this moment just because they're so new i haven't heard anyone who's jumped in and said i'm only doing this but you know if if there's certain ships that you like from the star wars mythos and uh, you know you're you're more interested in playing that then yeah I definitely say you know it, it's always best I definitely agree with you that there just to try to see if you can kind of get in with somebody who already has uh, uh, several of the ships and things and you can get a feel for for what your play style may be what what may be more interesting because all three are uh, you know they really have their different setups you know it seems like. Uh, you're going to be a little more well-rounded with the uh, the rebels. You're going to have, you know, you're going to be a little more shield heavy, which is nice. Whereas the Imperials seems like it's going to be a little more based on arc dodging. And then you get over to the uh, 
the scum and villainy, which kind of seems to be a little bit of a combination of both. So, I mean, I, I think that it's definitely not bad to start with the corset. It's just that with the ships that are in there being the X-Wing and the TIE Fighters, currently they're not really uh, a part of you know what what they call the meta the the big ship list that are that are winning the tournaments um not to say that that's not going to change i mean that stuff changes on a dime because what i would suggest up until scum and villainy i feel like were some of the weaker ships but now i really suggest the starter box and grabbing yourself a hawk for you know doing you some hawks and y wings cuz i think those things are just so nasty now with with scum and villainy so yeah um TIE Fighters are still really, really competitive. They make up a large portion of the of the Imperial uh, ship selection. Um, somebody just recently won a, a Regionals with a TIE Swarm. So TIE, TIE Fighters are still definitely um, some of the best bang for your buck as far as points in your in your team but having having said that um x-wings are not seeing a whole lot of play um but again that's that's more the environment that is currently shaping than than anything necessarily wrong with the x-wing right and yeah i think it's just that for the for the points what you can get um with them you know i think that just right now uh, I think I, th- I think changes will come fairly soon. I'm not sure how soon, but I think that they're going to roll back around. So I mean, that's the cool thing that Fantasy Flight does that I love. They don't abandon any of their their stuff. They always seem to be trying to revamp. And you know, so where like I said, the Hawk and the the Y Wing weren't necessarily the best. Now you've got some really cool options. You've got bomb loadouts for the Y Wings. You have the uh, the mountain. What's what's the the BLT? Is that no? That's a sandwich. What's it called? It's the BTL A four A wing title. Okay, it's kind of like a BLT, but totally different in that it allows you to essentially shoot twice. Right. If you equip a uh, secondary turret weapon, it locks your turret in the forward firing position, but allows you to fire your turret after you make a primary weapon attack, which is pretty cool. Uh, if if you can definitely get that. Uh, get your arc lined up. Um, that's that's really helpful for for dealing out more damage. Yeah, the issue being that it's still hard to steer a Y wing to keep stuff in your in your forward facing arc. Hey, long enough to shoot at them. Unhinged astromech, buddy. Only good on scum Y wings, buddy. Well, then you just get that other one, the R two unit for the for the others. Plus, if I'm if I'm flying Y wing, I'm flying scum. Well. You're doing it wrong then. I disagree, but you you love your Rebels. Do you ever, you know, it seems like you always kind of play Rebels, or at least most of the time. No, that's not true. You've actually been playing your Imperials lately. So Both, uh, both my store tournament, or store championship, and my uh, regionals tournament uh, squads were Imperial. Okay, so and yeah, that's true. Both yeah, featured playing... three TIE Bombers. So, yeah, so you just you just don't like Scum, huh? No, I love Scum. I like it a lot. I just don't particularly care for it in a competitive scene right now. Mm, I don't know. 
that's not to say that they're not uh, competitive. <laughs> yeah, the, I mean the, the two the two IG list, the two uh, IG two thousand. Those are very popular. Um, yeah, are are extremely competitive. Uh, those ships are very big and very maneuverable and very powerful and mm-hmm. very defensive. Um, they 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 pack a lot into a single ship. So. Yeah. And, and we've talked about those before, so we won't go too much into that. But um, anything else as far as suggestions other than the uh, that core starter? Um, no, I mean it really just depends on on how you want to go about it. Um, you can be a completionist and and try to get as much of everything as you can from all the factions, or you can focus on one faction and just work within that limitation and. Either either option is totally viable, um, but yeah, it's it's just a matter of what you decide you want to do, right? So, and yeah, I mean, I think I think right now, uh, personally, I would say kind of stick to, you know, if you're a new player, kind of stick to to one ship, you know, or, or or you know, definitely try to stay in one faction or at least narrow it down. You know, some suggestions I would give. I think the uh, the fat Han list, which are, it's basically the millennium Falcon with Han solo pilot loaded up. You know, those seem to still be extremely competitive or, you know, Chewbacca, uh, I saw a Chewbacca corn horn list, uh, did really well. Yeah. He, that guy actually went six and zero in the six rounds of the tournament. Wow. He scored a thousand and fifty nine points out of a possible twelve hundred points. That's insane. And and so I was looking at my own uh uh Y Wing and Corn Horn list, but I was thinking about going with Han, so we'll see how that works out. But yeah, I mean it's he's still very viable. Most of the stuff, you know, the the C three PO is the the one that a lot of people play that uh is, is gonna be a little bit more of a pain to get, but you could always substitute Chewbacca if you're playing Han. So there there are other options for it so that you don't necessarily have to play C-3PO. And, you know, other than other than him, I mean, everything pretty much comes in there and then it just kind of comes down to what you're going to stack with them. I think another uh, ship that's really good is the the B-Wings. You know, I think they're pretty easy. You know, they're, they're super maneuverable and you can whip them around and they do a lot of damage and they're pretty cheap. So, yeah, they're, they're very, they're very hardy. Uh, They've got a good offensive profile. Uh, their maneuver dial is not the best. It's it's pretty limiting, but they do have the ability to barrel roll, to reposition. Right. Um, they even actually have the, the sensor upgrade slot so you can ad- equip advanced sensors and do your barrel roll before you make your maneuver if you, if you so choose. Right, right. So... Yeah, so the, there, there's a lot of options for those. I think that, you know, I, I don't think that they're going to be able to chase well, but as far as trying to get someone in arc, I don't think that's very hard to do with them. You know, I, I feel like they can reposition very easily, but just aren't uh, great at, you know, more long-range maneuvers. Yeah, the problem with them getting getting them to to have shots on, on people in arc is – that the the cheap ones have the low pilot skill, so they'll be moving before the more maneuverable, right. more skillful ships. Uh, so it's more of an anticipation game than a a uh, repositioning. You right. Have to, you have to be proactive instead of reactive. Right. With with your B wings, running but them that way. 
if you stack them up like the BBBZ list. Yeah, four Bs, <laughs> four B wings, and a Z ninety five headhunter uh, continues to be a pain. Yeah, um, that was actually the first uh, first matchup I had at regionals, and it's the yeah. first time I ran into one of those. They're they're pretty nasty, and I mean it, it's super basic. Uh, you know, it's I mean they are the lowest. You know the cheapest versions of them. It's four B wings and a, a Z ninety five headhunter, but you know it's it, there's nothing on them. So you you buy you know those four B wings and, and your Z ninety five headhunter, and you have a tournament ready list that's been going pretty strong for a while now, and it's rough. <laughs> it's they're, very rough. They're they are a pain. Yep. There's a lot that you have to get through with them. Yep. The um the amount of health that they have and the amount of firepower that they have is, is just too, too powerful to, to get through unless you're really on your game and your opponent slips up. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's hard because it's just, you have to chew through them. I mean, even if you're focused firing, um, it's just, oh, that's a lot of firepower you got to be dishing out. So you're going to be taking a, a pounding as well, trying to knock them down. So anyhow, I mean, I don't want to harp on that too much. Uh, any other suggestions? That's, I, I think those, you know, I no, think, that, that'll cover the basics. I yeah. I think those are the few ships to kind of, to look at at the moment. Um, so the, let's go ahead and move into new stuff that's coming out. Okay. So, uh, the the thing we have coming next is is the raider, the imperial raider should be coming out at any point. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm I'm hopeful that we'll see it by the end of June. Mm-hmm. And so now the raider is essentially uh, the way that I view it is a fix for the tie advanced, uh, which was you know that that's the ship that Darth Vader flies for anyone who doesn't know. And the the problem with it was a pretty good ship, but it just seemed a little over cost. And now they they've got a good fix for it that I think is going to make it. Uh, you know, a lot of people are excited about it, and it's going to be a lot more uh, tournament friendly, or you know, a uh, little more effective. Um, and you get a sweet uh, Imperial Raider model with it. Yeah, uh, we should we should probably start by saying that the Imperial Raider is a brand new ship. Uh, created by Fantasy Flight Games in conjunction with Lucasfilm, and it looks—it's going to um, look really sweet on my shelf. It's a very triangular shape. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's evocative of a Star Destroyer without being the size of a Star Destroyer. It's—it's um, it's going to be the model itself is going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of about eighteen inches long, I believe. Uh, they are really really nice looking yeah they look they look really cool but that's one thing about the uh the empire they pretty much just they find what they like and stick to it well i mean it, it worked for them you well up until it didn't well and then <laughs> and then it started working again so <laughs> yeah well eu stuff it's no longer canon ed we don't know all right i saw one crashed into the desert so it looks like it still didn't work I have no idea what you're talking about. You haven't seen the new Force Awakens trailer? Of course I have. Well, then don't be ridiculous. You don't be ridiculous. That's kind of what I do, though. Yeah, well. You might as well tell me not to breathe. There we go. 
Ouch, that is cold. Right? <laughs> so anyhow, yeah, that, that ship looks really cool. It does look like a little mini Star Destroyer, but it's got a little, uh, I don't know, it's got uh, like some little panels that are kind of coming off of it and stuff that make it look more yeah, interesting. Yeah, it's, it's, it looks like the baby of a Star Destroyer and a TIE Interceptor. It's, yeah, that's that's a really good uh, description for it. But yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to... Uh, the Imperial Raider itself, the ship looks amazing. I don't own any of the the epic scale ships that, that they have for the game. Uh, so that one is going to be my first. Uh, but then the, the TIE Advanced uh, fix that they have included in that is also very, very appealing. So, Yeah, and now do you want to talk about the details of that fix? Well, they've they've got a, a new ship model. They've got a slightly different paint scheme on it, so it's it's a little different there. But um, there's also the uh, there's four new pilots that are going to be included, and then several upgrades that will be included as well. Uh, most notably, the Tie Advanced uh, X One title, which yeah. will allow you to equip a sensor upgrade to your uh, tie advanced ship with a cost reduction of four points for your uh, upgrade that you add on to it. Yeah. So most at this point, uh, the most expensive upgrade is like three points. Four isn't points. It? Four points. Four okay. Points. So so at this point, essentially, you would get a free uh, upgrade. There, it would cost you nothing to upgrade it. However. With it also, they're coming out with a, a new one that's going to be five points. Is that yes. correct? Yes. The advanced targeting computer will be a, a five-point upgrade. Okay. And so, essentially, it costs you one point. Right. Yeah. Uh, with the way that that's going to work. And and do you remember the, the wording of that one? For the advanced targeting computer? Yes. Uh, as I, Off the top of my head, I feel like it's something along the lines of as long as you maintain a target lock Mm -hmm. that you can add a critical hit result. That's right. Yeah. So it adds, yeah, it adds that additional one every time if you have a target lock on them. So Mm -hmm. yeah, that's going to be sweet. And especially for Darth Vader who uh, gets to take two actions every turn. True. Yeah. He's going to be nasty. Um, So... Anyhow, yeah, I think that's about all that we can say about that. What's that? What's that paint job going to look like? It's it's more of a blue shade instead of a, the imperial gray. Okay, all right, yeah, because so. I didn't, I'd sort of seen it online a little bit, and I haven't like really clicked on it to look at the the actual Tie Advanced ship itself. So I, I wasn't, I wasn't sure what what that new paint job would look like. Yeah, it's more of a it's more of a a, a bluish, a gunmetal bluish instead of a imperial dark gray. Okay. Well, you want to hear something interesting. That gunmetal blue color was actually the color that all the ships were. And the reason that uh, they all look sort of grayish in uh, A New Hope, but were that blue color in Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi is because of the, the way that they were shooting. So they were actually that color, but when they were shooting uh, A New Hope, it, everything was a little more muddied and a little more toned down. So it gave it that gray color look. Right. Yeah, that uh, that blue that blue shade is is I I think a better a better look on that. Yeah, the yeah. the gray is just too 
too robotic, too plain. Yeah. Which I guess is kind of the point for the Empire that it's all just replaceable parts and. Well, I mean, they do have a cog as their, their right emblem. So, <laughs> so um, but that's not the only uh, bit of new ship news that we've got. Uh, actually, back when I was at Celebration. I hop on the Twitter feed, or not, I'm sorry, not the Twitter, but the uh, Facebook, uh, our little local group, and uh, I believe it was actually you who were, was requesting that uh, anyone who was going to be in that panel to kind of keep everybody updated. Yeah, so. we, we, <laughs> we needed updates for those of us who had not made it out to Anaheim. Yeah, so it was essentially like a live chat scenario going on at that point. The, uh, the posts were coming so fast between everyone, so y'all are like, what's going on? I'm like, not yet. Give me a minute. Yeah. <laughs> and as soon as, they, as soon as they showed the new ships, I took a picture and then posted them immediately. And uh, at that point, everyone was kind of drooling, and then there became like 200 and something uh, comments on there. <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was a very fun day. And you are, I mean, I'm I'm pretty excited about some of the stuff going on, but you are absolutely ecstatic about this one. Uh, yeah, there there are two ships in particular in this four ship wave that that I'm really really excited about. But, okay, uh, let's let's just real quick run down the. The ships that are coming out. Okay. So we have um, the next uh, Scum and Villainy uh, large size ship, which is going to be the uh, YV-666. For uh, for those of you who are unfamiliar with the model number, that's actually the uh, Houndstooth. Yeah. Uh, piloted by Bosk. Yeah. Which uh, <laughs> is, is, is going to be a lot of fun. Yes. I'm so pumped about that one. It's uh, it's bringing a couple of new mechanics, and and this is all preliminary stuff that we're we're operating from here. But it's going to bring a couple of new mechanics that uh, we've not yet seen in the game. So we're we're really looking forward to those. And and as more information becomes available, we'll uh, we'll keep you guys updated on that. Uh, the other scum and villainy ship from wave four is the, uh, Kirox fighter. Yeah. I was going to let you pronounce that one. I didn't even want to try it. <laughs> I think, I think that's pretty close at least. Yeah. Uh, do you know much about that ship? I, I'm not familiar with that one at all. Actually, that's, that's a totally new one on me from the extended universe. Guess what? I came prepared. Good deal. All right. So you ready to learn something? Let's do it. Okay. So the Kirax is essentially the Black Sun uh, produced version of a X-Wing. And uh, they actually were... Um, a lot of them, you can you can go on Wikipedia and you can see like multiple different looks that they had. And the reason why was uh, the way they were set up. They were like the Honda Civic of the uh, of the starfighters in the universe. Everyone was like kitting them out differently and stuff. So the cockpits will be in different positions and stuff. So some of them look a lot like an X-Wing and then others don't really look like an X-Wing that much at all. It just depends on, uh, you know, which which one it is or who it belongs to or whatever. But essentially it, it does. It kind of looks like X-Wing 2.0 with a uh, with sort of like a hut cartel looking uh, paint job on it. And um, I mean, that's... That's pretty much all there is about it. It's just the civilian X-wing. That's kind of neat. Yeah, yeah. it's. I, I know that the ship has similar stats, uh, game-wise, to the uh, to the X-wing as well. So, so it should be a it should be a cool little addition for the uh, for the scum and villainy faction. They don't really have a a real great uh, 
20 or so point uh, base fighter for their uh, for their fleet as of yet. So, well, what about the uh, Star Vipers? Those are 25 points for the base. That that occupies an entirely separate section of game space. Well, that's confusing to me. Anyhow, go ahead. <laughs> but uh yeah, so moving on to the last two ships from the uh, upcoming Wave 7. And you were just not excited about these no, two at these, all. These are all I've thought about <laughs> since I've heard of right. I heard the release news. Uh, we have the Imperial TIE Punisher uh, and the Rebel K-Wing. All right. And I am so excited for both of those ships. And here's the funny thing about that, too. Um, since they were announced, there's actually been... These are the only two that I'm aware of that have had any sort of controversy surrounding them. So that's kind of funny to me that, that these are the ones that are... I mean, I don't think it's like a, a huge situation, but you know, there's, there's several people who are complaining about this or that, and you're just like, I love it. I'm so glad they're here. It's the, these two ships in particular have uh, elicited a very love-hate response. There's, right. there's not a whole lot of middle ground uh, for them. Uh, for the K-Wing, it's an aesthetic... Uh, issue people seem to really not like the look of the ship i think it's amazing uh all those missiles and bombs and Mm -hmm. just all this all the 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 different positions that they're in and the the twin turrets on the ship they're just uh fantastic i love everything about it Right. The the one thing I will say, if I if I'm gonna give it any sort of negative criticism, I guess well I guess I could say two things. One, I would like it to look a little more Y wing ish Y wing ish esque, maybe. But you know, just slightly a little more like a Y wing. Um, but it's it's not that big a deal. Uh, besides that, just to me it looks more like an atmospheric ship, if that makes sense. Uh I I would kinda I could kinda see it more doing like um you know, air to ground type stuff rather than a straight up uh, dog fighting type thing. The thing is, is that the K wings not really meant to be a dog fighting ship. Right. It, right. It, and from what I understand, it is very much a, a, a planetary use ship yeah. as well. That's what it looks like to me. Definitely. But, but they're also used extensively in space as, right. as bombers for, I can see yeah, just like the tie bomber, you know? Uh, yeah. Uh, capital ships or mm-hmm. space stations or things of that nature is is definitely where they where they are most useful. Right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't have a huge deal with it. It looks to me kind of like the uh, what's the ship that they flew in on that Yoda and the clone troopers flew in on on Attack of the Clones there at the end. I have no idea. Well, anyhow, it looks like that ship and the Y wing had a baby. Okay, I can see that. Yeah. So, but yeah. I mean, it's to me. I mean, it fits in universe. I think. I think it probably fits in universe a little bit better than some of the other stuff, like say the uh, the M three A's. Yeah, I agree. It's it's definitely that's that's been the, a big complaint I've heard is that it doesn't look Star Warsy enough, and and I I don't even know what that means. Well, I mean, I, I see that because I I mean, I don't. <laughs> you got distracted uh, the last time you were here looking at some of my. Uh, those essentials books that I have. And some of that stuff is, as uh, Sam, one of our locals, calls it bad Star Wars. In which case, it's just like, um, 
you know, it just, it looks like they had to draw something up real quick. And it's like one of these artists was obsessed with bugs because everything looks like a bug. It's like, well, this is supposed to be from the Imperials, but it looks like a bug. And this is supposed to be from, you know, the Black Sun and it looks like a bug. And this is the Rebels and it looks like, dude, stop with the bugs. Like nothing in Star Wars looks like a bug besides the aliens. No ships look like bugs that I can think of off the top of my head. And I'm not talking like slightly where you kind of see it. No, like it looks like a mechanical grasshopper. You know, it's just like, well, this is a grasshopper, but he has cogs for joints. I'm like, God, this is not Star Wars. So I get that, but I, I, I think the K-Wing has a rebel feel to it. I think it, uh, it kind of feels m- more cobbled, you know, a little more used and tons of greeblies, you know, to me, that's, that's Star Wars. So, but you know, when you start getting those smooth looking ships and stuff like that, some of them I think kind of start to get a little, little far away, but I think fantasy flight for the most part has done a really good job to not go down those paths for the most part, I think. Um, so anyhow, I mean, but yeah, that's the K. What, what's the mechanics of this K wing? Uh, well, from what we understand, uh, so far is it's very much a ordnance platform. It's going to be carrying missiles and bombs and turret weapons and it is meant to move slowly and just unload a lot of hurt into a single target all at once that's i mean that's kind of what i like to do i'm not i'm not very good with being all maneuverable and flipping around so if i can just go slow and not crash into stuff and unload the hurt i mean sign me up i need to teach you how to fly bombers I really do. I need more than one bomber. I only have the one. I, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> wow. Wow. He's holding his hands up to a number that is insane. That is way more than you can fit into a standard 100 point. You can fit all of those in a 100 point? Uh, I know I can do at least five, and I I can do six. Six was the number of fingers he held up. That's an insane number for bombers. I mean, they don't have any bombs on them. Well, no, but I mean, they still, I mean, dude, the bombers are, well, dang. And that's four more points for ordnance or something. Yep. I can, I can run six of them and and that's what I've got. Yeah. Okay. So that's freaking sweet. And you know, I like the bomber. I've always thought the bombers look pretty cool. And I, uh, yeah, I mean, they, they're almost, you know, I guess you can define almost, but they're not too much uh, less maneuverable than a TIE fighter. I mean, they're, they're pretty dang maneuverable, I mean, in comparison to, like, say, the Y-Wing. You for, know? for what they are, they, they're definitely middle-of-the-road maneuverability-wise. Would you say they're more or less maneuverable than an X-Wing? About on par with an About X-Wing. About on par? Okay. Yeah. All right. I thought they were maybe just a, a smidge above the X-Wing. I wouldn't say they're above the X-Wing. Uh-huh. Uh, the K turn that they have is a five instead of a four, but otherwise I think they have the exact same maneuver set. Okay. Okay. Uh, the bombers have a two hard turn that is red instead of white. Uh huh. Uh, but otherwise I think they're the exact same set of okay. maneuvers. And, and yeah. And so they, you know, the same firepower, standard firepower as a tie, uh, they're not quite, uh, you know, your evade dash, you're going to get one less, but you're going to get six hole in comparison to three. So, right. So sweet. But anyhow, uh, one of those roided up would be awesome. 
And that's what the Thai Punisher is. Yeah, it is. It is so good. The Punisher <laughs> uh, comes with one evade die instead of two versus the bomber. Uh, and for the for the for the Punisher, just just think of a Thai bomber stacked on top of a Thai bomber. Yeah, and, it, and that's that's essentially what it looks like, and it's incredible. Yeah, it has four tubes instead of just the uh, the two. Right, uh, and it's. Uh, it's it's uh it, it it the stat line on the on the punisher is uh two attack one evade uh six hull and three shield uh yeah but let's talk about that action bar no nah, that that shield is what i'm <laughs> that shield is what i'm after uh-huh. Those shields yeah, that that's been my biggest problem with my bombers and competitive play. Yeah, not having those shields is, can be rough. Is mangler cannons mm-hmm. have been eating me alive. Have they? Okay. Yes. I didn't really. Who? Um. What? What? What's the man, mangler cannon getting played on right now? Uh, anything that can carry a cannon. Really? Typically. Okay. I just didn't know if it's worth the four points for one when you could just pay a little bit more to go with that HLC. I've seen them on. Uh, YT twenty four hundreds. I've seen them on B wings. Uh, I've seen them on IG two thousands. Yeah. Um, I can see IG two thousands a little bit more just because um, it, it you know for for the points since you you're getting a lot for the IGs. Um, I could see flying them out at trying to keep them at range three. Uh, just because they're so hard to hit, anyways. They well, they have three attack dies. I know we're going all over the place, and I apologize, but. Uh, try to keep up. <laughs> so, you know, they've, they've got those three evade, which is going to be nice. Plus they have auto thrusters, which gives them uh, an auto. Well, well, they have, they have the boost action, which allows right. them to equip auto thrusters. Right. Yeah. So, so they have the boost, which is going to give them the availability to kind of boost out of arc um, or up out to range three. And if you're playing the right IG and you should be, you're going to get a free uh, evade token with that. So they're just so hard to hit, especially if you're keeping them at range three. They can be. Yeah. yeah. And then and the, the thing with that is if you're trying to then turn around and shoot them at range three, you know, they're going to get an extra evade dot unless you're using those mangler cannons, in which case you can go ahead and flip that, uh, that hit to a crit. Yeah. So I really, to me, mangler cannons make a lot of sense on the IGs. I just don't know if they're worth the points on anything else. Uh, mangler cannon on 10 nub in the B-Wing. Yeah, is, okay, I'm sorry. 10 nub is also is, a must. Is pretty pretty amazing. Uh, and the reason why you see them on the 2400s is because people... Yeah, they don't want that donut. They, they, sat, they sacrifice the, the damage output for the ability to shoot at all three range bands instead of not being able to fire a weapon at range one. So, yeah, I just, for me, I think when you're dropping that much into a ship, uh, points into a ship that you're probably going to want more damage output. That's just my personal. It's a, it's a valid point counterpoint, but yeah, every time I've run up against a mangler cannon, it has just destroyed my bombers. Oh yeah. Flipping those crits is just, yeah. massively painful that's what pulled me off of imperial because when when we first started i was like yeah empire tie interceptors squints are my favorites and then i was like i need to play something with some shields <laughs> i'm tired of getting blowed up so empire has shields on ships yeah but they are far less i mean you take uh what what ship do you think has the most shields the uh the defender for imperial yeah small base i don't know just whatevs 
The Defender is the only Imperial ship. Uh, no, that's not true. Um, so you have the Tie Advanced, which has two shields. Is that correct? The Tie Advanced has. Uh, See, this is the thing. It's like, yeah, we should. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The Tie Advanced has two shields. We don't know this because no one plays them right now. We're, we're going to know soon, but yeah, it's at the moment no one's no, really playing. No, 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 no. The Tie Advanced has three shields. It has three shields. Yeah. Okay. I'm almost positive. Two, three, three, two. So it is two shields and three hull. Okay. So yeah, the the Tie Advanced has two shields. Uh, the Tie Phantom has two shields. The Tie Defender has three shields. Yeah, uh, and that does it for the small base Imperial ships for shields at the moment. Yeah, um, the I, fire spray. 30, I don't even count that anymore. <laughs> I don't even get the fire spray yeah. jump ship, pun intended. But but the fire spray has four shields, and right. the Lambda class shuttle has five. And yeah, the that's true. VT forty nine decimator has four. Okay. Yeah. So so once you start getting up into the bigger stuff, you're going to get some shields, but nothing like. Rebels. I mean, what on Rebels doesn't have shields? Nothing. Yeah. All, see, there of, you go. all of the Rebel <laughs> ships have shields. At least two, right? Yes. Yeah. See, so. No, you know, that's not true. Who has less than two? The Hawk has one shield. That is correct. The Hawk has only has one shield, which is why you should never play that with Rebels. <laughs> <laughs> that's not really a good argument, but I made it, so whatever. Um but yeah, no, I mean, the point being, I know, I know we're really going off on a tangent, but I, I hope that from this you gather, shields are important. They, they definitely can be. And okay, so for people who don't know, like, you're like, dude, I don't know how to play this game. I don't, okay, you say shields are important. I don't get it. So how that works is shields, if you take a, a crit damage, uh, which is, you know, when it's rolled, it, it kind of comes up randomly on, on the die. So crit damage is the last one that can be canceled which makes it a little more devastating. And it's also the last one tallied up. So if, say, for instance, you have two shields and you have, I don't know, like four hull or whatever, but, you know, two shields before you get to your hull and they roll two hits and a crit and you don't manage to cancel either of them, well, then those two hits come off your shields first and that crit is left to go on your hull. If that's not the case and, and the, the crit goes off of your shield, then you don't have to worry about the crit. But if you have to worry about the crit, if it's on the hull, then that means that when you take a damage card, you flip it over, and whatever effects are on that damage card, that's what you now have to deal with. So that kind of explains crits and shields a little bit and why, why shields are good. But uh, let, let's move on to the, the action bar. I want to talk about the action bar of the Punisher. The Punisher? Yeah. Uh, the action bar on the Punisher. Okay, there's just one thing I want to talk about, really. The action bar on the Punisher has three actions. Uh, it can focus and target lock, which pretty are basic. two pretty common ones. Yep. Uh, every ship has the focus action. The target lock is pretty standard on anything that can fire munitions. Uh, but the third action is the boost That is action. nuts. <laughs> that is so crazy. It, ha it has one evade, but boost. Well, the K-Wing has... Uh, one of eight as well, but it has a brand new action, the slam action. Yeah, I, I was looking at that the earlier. Slam today. engines are going to be so fun to play on yeah. the K-wing. 
<laughs> it's gonna be so good. Do we know enough about that to kind of explain it? I don't know right off the top of my yeah. head to try to explain the slam. Okay, yeah. And unfortunately, they they do try to keep this stuff mostly hidden. What they'll do is uh, they'll release pictures, and some of the cards are covering the other cards, and then it's you can't you can only zoom in so much, and some people are able to gather what things say and everything but none of that's you know none of it's permanent until it they do actually come out so they are still kind of checking some of these things or whatever but yeah having a boost on on that big ordnance ship is so crazy to me i i really think it's going to be helpful uh especially if you're dropping bombs because being able just to to drop and move is going to be awesome oh yeah and uh but it's i don't know it's just it's just kind of weird thinking that uh you know it's got the boost action that usually goes to to faster ships like the interceptor or the uh you know the the a-wings and then you've got this big you know essentially slow bomber so let's see if i can think of all the ships with boost boost natively the interceptor has it yes the a-wing has it it does the star viper has it it does I think that's it. What about the um, the IG two thousand, the aggressors? That's right. The IG two thousand yep. does have the boost action, and that's that's all that I can think of. So not not a lot of ships, and most of those ships are known as fast ships, like fast super maneuverable right. ships. Yeah, and so the idea that this thing is just a double stack bomber, you know, it's like souping up the engine on a double decker bus or something. It's just crazy to me, but. It gets me really excited. The 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 dial reveal for the Tie Punisher is one thing that I am looking forward <laughs> to more than anything. Yeah, right now. I don't, I don't. I mean, I can't see it being. I'm I'm thinking that what it's going to be is it's going to be good in a straight line. You might be right. That's kind of what I'm thinking that we're going to see from it. I think it's going to be really good in a straight line. Uh, I, I I would be surprised with it having boost. I'd be surprised to see some red maneuvers. You know, the harder maneuvers that are going to stress you. Um, I'd be harder. I'd be really surprised if we saw those. You know, be red. But um, you know, some of those turn maneuvers, I could see those being red. So I'm thinking, you know, we're probably going to be really good in a straight line. And then once you start looking at those turn maneuvers, I think we're going to see a lot of red. But you know. Sometimes you got to pay for awesome. Uh, it's going to be so good. <laughs> well, hey, let's back up to that houndstooth because that's a ship I love. Um, and to me, the reason, you know, I've always liked, I, I like Bosk. I think aesthetically he's pretty cool. Uh, in some of the EU stuff, he's been hit or miss with me. But I really like his ship because I like the sand crawler. And to me, it's like a sand crawler in space. You think it, you, it does have a very blocky, <laughs> yeah, look just to that it. big stacked up, yeah, and, and uh, I like that. I think it looks good. So uh, I was excited. That was the one that I was really hoping that we would see, and uh, very very happy to uh, to see that one in the reveal. Uh, but furthermore, some of that stuff on it's going to be really cool, and uh, specifically the title for the Houndstooth. You want to you want to talk about that? The yeah, the Houndstooth title is going to allow you to replace the destroyed Houndstooth with a Z95 headhunter that would be piloted by the pilot of the Houndstooth. That's so cool. I mean, that is it's, awesome. It's the it's the first of its kind for for this game to yeah. replace a damaged ship with a different ship. 
And do we know how that's going to work? We don't. Yeah, because there's we don't have any info on how the ship gets deployed mm-hmm. or if it's going to be uh, how how exactly it's going to work. But it's yeah. it, it looks really really cool. Yeah, because I'm curious about how the whole points uh, setup is going to work at that point. You know, we, if we you don't blow know up how, the houndstooth, but don't kill that. You know, yeah, we don't know how that's going to work either. Um, pilot skill is interesting because if you have say a one pilot skill, then I could see that. But if you get the pilot skill of the the pilot that you had, that's really powerful. It, it kind of looks like that's how that's going. That's to work. insane. Because so if you if you essentially are getting because okay, how much does the uh, that uh title cost six points okay so six points the cheapest z95 is 12 points so if you're getting a z95 for 12 points with a nine pilot skill or what's have, have you seen what the pilot skills look like i have not okay I, or if i have i don't recall okay. at the moment let's say let's say uh a six or something you know what i'm saying it, i mean either way getting a decent pilot skill that's on up there so that you can actually shoot before other uh other players that just makes that so nasty and the z95 um i'm pretty sure you're the one who said before you know that's a ship that a lot of people underestimate they're they're pretty hardy for for little ships for for the points they 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 do have a lot to to offer the yeah. the the two hull and two shield is um more health than you get out of a tie fighter with the same amount of attack for the same points no yeah. the drawback there being the action selection that the tie fighter gets instead of the z95 but again the the trade-off there is 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 pretty negligible when you take into account how much more survivable the yeah the z we the the wait what did you just call that <laughs> the z we i was about to say z wing <laughs> Sorry, I it's it's getting the most interesting thought ever is a Zwi. It's it's getting late. <laughs> so no, it's cool. It's cool. I just but the Z95 is uh is 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 a uh it's a very good little ship. Yeah, it's I I like them. They're pretty good. I've got 6. I'm sure your numbers are more than what you got hands for. Oh, man. I know I have at least ten. <laughs> That's what I thought you were gonna say. I thought you were gonna say at least ten. Yeah. And I think it might be eleven or maybe even twelve. Yeah. Yeah. And and a lot of that is kind of due to the fact that uh with Scum and Villainy you get two of them in that uh in the most wanted, yeah, set. most wanted set comes so. with two. Yeah. And I mean, come on, guys, you, got, you need to get two of those most wanted sets because they're so cool. You got four. I have four altogether. Yeah. I don't. I don't even. At that point, it's just like, why? Uh, well, I needed eight Z ninety fives from <laughs> Scum and Villainy. That Black Sun paint job is awesome, yo. It's pretty cool, but I don't know. To each their own, I guess. So, um. I mean, that, I think that pretty much covers those those new ships. Is there something that we're missing? Something really cool, or no? That, uh, that that's about all. I mean, I know we've got uh, some really cool pilot abilities. Now the oh, so the Kirax. I want I want to get back into that one real quick. I did see the pilot ability, and I want to say it sounded kind of like a girl's name, but who knows? Star Wars, you know, names are always a little weird. But um, essentially, your pilot bonus is always double. 
or, or I mean, I'm sorry, your your uh, the attack bonuses are always double for your ship. Yeah, I believe I read that on there. Is that, but I I don't know exactly how that works. I don't know if it works for your opponent targeting you as well. Or, uh, the or way not. I the way I read it is essentially that when you're at range three. You don't just roll one extra die; you roll two extra die. And when you're at range one and you're attacking, you don't roll just uh, one extra die; you roll two. Right, but does it work the other way does around? Does it swap so when, when your opponent is targeting as well? you at range one? Do you do they get an extra die? I don't know. I didn't think about that. I just got really excited and was like, it, it's, Ooh. "It's a cool concept, right?" But I don't know. But for if there's sure, a drawback, yeah, you know, yeah, I don't know if it works both ways. Right. Right. Uh, I don't know, but it would be sweet. And I don't think you can. I don't think you can put a copilot in that. But what if you could throw Greedo in that? <laughs> and that would be like the most absurd, uh, like Greedo. reward uh, <laughs> cost ship ever. Greedo is going to be awesome on the Hound's Tooth. You think so? Yeah. Just because it's got so many shields, it's going to take you a while to get through all the health. And if you decide to self, if you wind up self-destructing your your hound's tooth uh-huh. and killing off Greedo, now you have a full health Z ninety five on the board. That is going to be fun. Yeah. So yeah. you're going to get extra bonus damage there. Yeah, and I, I think Greedo is one that's I'm not seeing used, but he he's kind of neat. I'm trying to find a way to. Uh, to work him, but I feel like I need another Hawk 290 to do that. So I don't know. I, yeah. Do I really need two, three Hawk 290s? I have three. <laughs> so the answer, I guess, is I, no, I need four. Um, <laughs> so I think that's going to be it for X Wing stuff. Uh, the other thing that we've not talked about at all, and you know, being a, a, a podcast that handles the gaming side of things too. I think we need to talk about uh, Star Wars Battlefront. Okay. So have you seen any of the footage for it? A little bit. What are you thinking right now? Um, cautiously optimistic. I, th- I think that's a really smart place to be. I've, I've, heard, I've heard a lot of things uh, that people seem to be having some potential issues with. Right. Um, and I'm always nervous about how EA does video games. Understandably. Um, but the cinematics look amazing. Yes, they, they look really good. I kind of feel like that they've sort of had to pull a rabbit out of their hat with this. I think that um, probably part of why some people are upset, there's a few things in the game that people were expecting and really enjoyed and, and were hoping would return and aren't. I think I think part of that is because of the amount of time that they had to create this game. Because I mean, let's say that they started working on it immediately. First thing uh, that Lucasfilm did was say, or Disney did was say, "Hey, make this game." Back in 2012. Well, I mean, we're just in 2015. We're not all the way through 2015, so we're looking at less than three years to get this game out. And I don't think it was that quick. So games usually take more than than a couple years to make. Yeah, it could be it could be that it's it's had a lot of resources poured into it. Yeah. Um and if if the cinematic quality of the stuff that I've seen in the game trailers uh translates to actual gameplay footage, right? Um if if that level of quality is there, then then it's going to be a visually stunning game. Um 
but for me, gameplay is is always going to be the number one oh, I agree. issue that I yes. have. Yeah, I mean, it's, with a game, I mean it's it's called video game, not video look at, which is just video. Yeah, yeah, I guess you're right there. It's a little redundant, huh? So, um, yeah, I mean, so let's let's talk about some of the things that it's not going to have, and we'll just jump straight to the one that I felt like was probably a knife for you, which is the space battles. Yeah. Yeah, no space battles is a big turnoff for me. Yeah, and and, and it, it bummed me out a lot, too, because in Battlefront 2, that's what I spent a lot of my time doing. To start with, I, I didn't. That's but what I spent all my time doing yeah. on Battlefront games was, was the ship-to-ship stuff. Yeah, I felt like it kind of had a little more of a, a learning curve, uh, for me at least, but once I kind of got going on it, it was a lot of fun. Now, how did you do your ship-to-ship stuff? Did you pretty much just jump in one Starfighter and and that's how you played? Was in a Starfighter from there out? Or did you do a lot of boarding? No, I did zero boarding. Oh, that that's was, all I did was that boarding. Was, that was not my deal. That's, right. that's just taking a soldier onto a different ship and, and that's not what I was wanting to <laughs> right. do. I was, I was out there to shoot down the bad guys. Yeah. And, and that to me, that's what's so cool about it. You can play it in many different ways. And, and I was excited with the idea with, with this now online uh, style of gaming, you know, to have, to be able to jump on several people, you know, running around and, you know, you can be on a Star Destroyer working a turret while someone else is flying a TIE fighter. And then, you know, you have somebody else that's trying to board you and they're, they're, you know, they are trying to shoot them down. And I just, ah, there's so much with that, you know, and, and trying to blow up each other's ships from either the inside or the outside, taking out life support systems, the bridge, yeah. you know, that, I don't know, just to me, that just offered, you know, it was very simplistic. I, a lot of those missions were basically the same, but I played it for hours and hours, you know, just because there were so many different ways that you could go about it. And and with having that human element, you know, multiple other people uh, going at it, I think makes it a lot of fun. Yeah, and and like I said, the the, the big draw for me for, for the original Battlefront games was was the ability to to pick a side mm-hmm. and and fly in the the various uh space fighters that they had for for right. the different factions and you know lining up in an in an X-wing or getting in a tie fighter and heading out to do battle out in the open skies was was about as as much fun as I've had in a video game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it was very beloved. I would say it was probably the most popular, if not one of the most popular, uh, Star Wars games to ever come out. And I mean, God, I, I just can't even talk. I mean, it's it's pretty infamous even at uh in our social circle with with some right. of the the playtime that we've spent on it. But we're not going to go into that. Um, so the one thing is there there does seem to be a lot of changes and and some people I think are concerned and and I've even kind of had this thought and it's it's worried me a little bit too is that you know some people are kind of afraid it's going to be a reskin of like a battlefield game um are I mean are you kind of getting that vibe or are you thinking that maybe maybe no I don't I don't know um like I said I've not seen a whole lot of game footage to right. to see what it's going to look like but I mean the the third person shooting aspect of of the original Battlefront games was more enjoyable to me than a first person shooter. Right. Um, and and they are saying that they're going to have the options 
but I'm still a little concerned that it's going to be one of those things where you can go into third person, but it's not very competitive. Right. So, I, I, and I don't know. I, I mean, you know, they are saying it's the case, but you always have to kind of go, okay, yes, you can go into third person, but is it beneficial? Is that the one that we're going to, to actually want to be in? Or is it going to be a situation where we really just need to be in, in first person? You know, um, they're saying that there's no aiming down the sights, which is, you know, really popular with those first person shooter war games like Battlefield and, and like Call of Duty. So right. at least that'll kind of take some, you know, some of that feel out of it. Mm. Um, but as far as other stuff, I'm not sure. Yeah, it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be an interesting few months as we get mm-hmm. more and more information. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I do think it's more speculation at this point. Um, I mean, I think we have two major uh, video game uh, conventions between now and its release. It's scheduled to be released in November. Yeah. And yep. I think we still have... At the end of November, actually. I think we have C2, E2, and... PAX. And E3. So oh, okay. I was thinking PAX is one, maybe? It may be. So we I don't may know. Have, we may have three <laughs> right. uh, major platforms for them to, to release more information on yeah. the game. And and they have been mentioned... Because I've, I've, I follow them on Facebook and have kind of been seeing what's going on. And they're saying, like, hey, just, you know, wait. We're, you're going you're gonna to be able to see more coming up with whatever this next one's going to be. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it is mostly speculation at this point. We really have not seen a lot. Uh, you know, I'm not sure how many people have seen gameplay. I heard that they were showing it at celebration. There was a, so there was this big room that you could kind of go in. Oh, I don't want to say room. It was more like a, kind of like a big curtain that had a, a, an ATAT like on the curtain and you would actually go in inside the curtain and you could see the game. I heard that it was gameplay footage, but those lines were insane. And I was like, there's so many other things. I, I, I'll do it later. I'll do it later. And I just, it, the lines never got any better. And I just never did it. A lot of people are excited about this game. A lot of people are. But in, in the same sense, a lot of people are worried. One one major issue I have with with it is that it's only coming out on, on the new systems. The PS4 and the Xbox One. Well, it also comes out on PC. That doesn't really help. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I realize that PC gaming is a is a big thing, but it's it's not something that I've really ever spent a lot of time on. I'm I'm going back and getting some PC gaming time in, but yeah, but uh, yeah, I've never I've never been able to do one of those custom build a computer in order to specifically play PC games on and. Right and and all that jazz. So, well, well, I mean, we'll see what the uh, the system requirements are and stuff, and see if we can't get you running it on PC. But that you know, that's where I want to run it. I've I've uh, really gotten more into PC gaming, but you know, it's going to depend on what everybody else is. I think this is again. Well, I say I think that is the one thing they've said. You know, uh, we don't really have a story mode, and we don't really have conquest. It's pretty much just going to be an online multiplayer game. And honestly, I'm I'm kind of bummed out by that uh, because you know paying full price for a video game that's just a multiplayer game, you know it's I I I can't really support a game that is going to be impacted so entirely by the fact that I have to play it with other people. Yeah, and I don't know. I mean, that's the thing. Like to me, it's very 
it's very cool to think, hey, we can do all of this stuff. Like I was talking about earlier with the space battles and stuff like that with all the other people. But at the same time, I like the options of being able to go, you know, I want that the little story and, and you know, more to it than that. I like... Uh, I mean, it, it it's just entirely possible that your entire gameplay experience will never be what you want it to be because it's always going to be impacted by someone else. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's kind of hard for me to wrap mm. my head around. Yeah, no, I, I I'm I'm with you. I mean, it was, I mean, like I said, it's definitely a wait and see. I'm not trying to be negative on it. Um, you know, I I'm almost certainly going to get it one way or the other. But but yeah, I mean, those are some of the things that I'm I'm a little bummed out about. You know, some people are saying, oh well, you know, it's a, you know, it's a reboot. There, you know, because it's ba- it's not Battlefront three, it's Battlefront. Even though we've had a Battlefront game or whatever, um, I'm not super pumped on that because I feel like that's just I don't know. Maybe I'm I'm too old at this point, but it's just a little confusing because I'm like that's those are the two same games. Because I mean, when I try to look for them online, I still find some of the old Battlefront stuff. You know, but um, you know, I mean, my thing is. No, we've we've had those things, and and now that we don't, it's it's less. You know, do I really want to pay full price for a game that has less features than one that came out a decade ago? Right. And to me, that's that's a little bit of a a downfall. You know, another thing that I saw was I I got really excited and thought of you, and then I thought about I was like eh, maybe that might not be a great thing because I know that we can't fly them, but. Uh, we see the uh, the rebels that are in in the little forest area, and there's the ATAT walking through, like shooting at them. And then we have a Y wing swoop in, bomb it, and fly off. And I'm like, oh, that's not just one. I think there was two of them. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, that's so cool. I'm like, Ed's gonna be excited about that. But then I thought, man, that's probably just gonna be like like in Call of Duty where you call in an airstrike or something, and yeah. then that's you know like, oh, I got four kills, so now I can call in my y-wing it's it's just like in the thing but it's a y-wing instead of this you know jet so i don't know like i said i mean we're, we're mostly working off of speculation I, I know that at this point we started high and we're kind of getting a little lower in it but you know i mean maybe there's gonna be more i mean there there will be the uh the heroes we're, we're gonna have that we, we definitely saw darth vader okay um so you are gonna be able to play that i think that's kind of interesting to think how that would work, you know, if, if you're playing essentially Call of Duty and then all of a sudden you have Darth Vader walking around with a lightsaber, that that idea is kind of funny to me, but yeah, <laughs> so a little bit. I, I don't know how it's going to work. It's it's going to be interesting, you know, unfortunately right now it's still just sort of wait and see, but, you know, I think we've, um, I mean, we're still a ton to talk about, but I think at this point we've, uh, we've kind of spent way too much time on X-Wing, so I think we should probably cut off here and pick up again next week. Uh, How do you feel about that, Ed? That'll work. Okay, yeah. And that wraps us up for this episode of Cloud City Casino. Hopefully you liked everything you heard, in which case go ahead and hit the subscribe button on iTunes and would greatly appreciate it if you left us a review. This goes parsecs for helping others find our podcast. Also, tell us what you think of the show. You know, if you liked the X-Wing talk or want to hear more collecting or anything of the sort, just go ahead and reach us. You can tweet the show at Cloud City Casino on Twitter or me personally at Morris Isley. You can also like us on Facebook and, of course, find us at our home at www.starwarsreport.com. And never forget, always let the... No, you know what? I'm not some trained circus wookie here. No. I'm not playing this game.
It's pretty cold, dude. Yeah, well, deal with it. Welcome back to Cloud City Casino, blah, 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 fancy stuff. I'll add it all in later once I figure out what exactly we're going to talk about.